Hi, my name is Sean Vassi. And I'm John Radcliffe. And this is Waves of Sound, Hong Kong. It's a Thursday night in Wan Chai, and with only one more day of work to make it through, people are letting their hair down. Wan Chai is the heart of the island Neverland, where the lost boys never have to grow up. I, for one, enjoy having a drink in Wan Chai, while some of my friends object on the grounds of its unwholesomeness. I have to admit, if I had my parents in town, I probably would take them somewhere else. But if it was my buddy who was visiting, I would take them here as part of the true Hong Kong experience. When you walk around, it's impossible to ignore. There's a lot of white men and there's a lot of Asian women. Amongst mixed racial relationships in Hong Kong, it's the most common, white man and Asian woman. It's the category I'm in. I'm a white Canadian recently married to a Japanese woman. I know I'm guilty of judging others in the same situation and I can feel the judgment on me. Somehow, my relationship is tied in people's mind to a slightly seedy Wan Chai night. So we thought we could talk to some other people in the same situation and try and flush out the issue. Not to solve anything really, just to get a better understanding of the matter. We start close to home with our friend, Pierre. What did you think about mixed couples when you first came here? Hmm. I think my first reaction was, uh, wow, look at all those white guys with Asian girls. Man, they can't find any girlfriend in their country. They come here to, to get a girl. That's crazy. Me, I'm not here for that. And I, w I thought I was really different. And that's quite funny because now, you know, <laughs> I am one of those guys. So it's interesting. And I really changed my mind after, I don't know, a few years, I guess. You need, you need to spend a few years in Hong Kong before changing your mind and understanding why those guys are with different culture persons. It's because... Maybe they are just uh, really interested in, in that other culture. And uh, I said to myself, I will never date an Asian girl. I met a few girls during parties. Every time there was so much culture gap. And the next day, when, whenever we were trying to make a discussion or something, it was weird and there was no really, there was no click. I, I, I didn't believe anymore that I could met, meet an Asian girl good for me. So at that time, I was like, I need to find a European girl or Western girl because they would understand me anyway. And that's in this context that I met Vivian and uh, that's pretty funny because I met her and I saw, oh, she's Asian but she's not like the rest of them and she, she understands me and she was funny and she had uh, this kind of uh, humor and she... she you are attracted not to a culture or nationality. I guess you are attracted to a personality. And her personality really matches me. Before that, I was always thinking, if you are dating an Asian girl, if she's not speaking even the same language as you, how can you communicate with her? How can you like, have intelligent conversations? But, but the thing is, I was communicating more and sharing my feelings and everything more with her than my ex-girlfriends who were French. And uh, when we have a fight, it's like five minutes and then boom, back to normal. And uh, 
it's very it's it's not correlated to the nationality or to the culture it's compatibility as humans right exactly really irrelevant you have this excitement whenever we go to see your hometown or I have my vision my uh, French European vision about completely different visions of the uh, political things marrying somebody who is not from your country is it's you meet so many different people from different countries and I really enjoy it uh, but but yes for sure society is judging people and they are always thinking oh look at this white guy with an Asian girl for sure yeah. so it's a bit annoying it's a bit annoying but uh, but do you feel that sometimes yes of course I, I, I try not to think about it yeah because same. otherwise you will always Go ask yourself same, some yeah. questions and stuff yeah to be honest since five years I'm with Vivian I've never really paid attention to those things doesn't bother me at all on my side I don't know it's not racism the problem is everywhere I think in the world so no big issues on that side yeah but that's easy here but when you're when you're home in a small community <laughs> of course when I go home with her with my wife in France I have to take care of her otherwise yeah. she wouldn't like my country and she wouldn't like to stay there In people's minds, there's a duality about East and West. They use preconceptions as a shortcut to understand the people that they meet. Edward Said is an academic who writes on this subject. He calls this process Orientalism. Orientalism is a framework or lens through which to view people and places in the East. It gives us a preconceived notion of how these people are, even if we have never met them, or been to these places. It creates an image that sits outside of the reality by making large and mostly negative generalizations about people who look different. There's a kind of repertory of images that kept coming up. The East is a kind of mysterious place full of secrets and monsters. The marvels of the East was a phrase that we've used. There is a handy set of images and cliches not just from the newspapers and the television, but from movies. You know, the sensual woman who's there to be sort of used by the man. This is it. The brawling one Chai district of Hong Kong. Its streets, its bars, its strange places and stranger moralities. Starring William Holden, who stepped into the incredible life of the Orient and into the world of the bewitching one Chai girl, Susie Wong. Okay, I pose for you. Take clothes off? No, I've never tried nudes. I can't accept your way of life. I can't have you giving me your love on the days that you're free. So my wife, she's, uh, she, she's got this interesting mix. Well, she was, she was born in France, but her parents are Chinese. So she really straddles the two worlds. She's very, very French. If I look at what happened at my brother's wedding, it was two months ago. And, you know, they're coming from a pretty wealthy family in the French Alps. And I guess they're very, they're very local. They've never really left Savoy, you know, the Alps. So I showed up at my brother's wedding with Linda and uh, and so I show up with Linda, and of course I introduce her, you know, as 
my wife to all the guests and my half-brother's uh, mom and and they can't really uh, you know they can't really wrap their heads around the fact that she's French and and on a few occasions she had to say you know yeah I, I am French everyone we talk to her in English you know and even after oh, two or three sure. hours you know so we, we'd go back to them and it'll be like yeah so how do you enjoy France you know how I mean has it been good to you so far have you and I'm just like yeah you know she's French and, and it just it's uh, it's quite so for me I find this really funny because for me she's your typical French girl she's got a lot of temper she you know she knows what she wants she can throw a tantrum I mean not to say that Chinese girls can't but you know she is she is a proper French girl that's for sure. Like, she, you know, she, she speaks her mind. She cooks good for a <laughs> Yeah, that too. <laughs> it, it's, it's like the typical reaction of a redneck, you know. Like, of course, we've had waves of immigration for, you know, for, for centuries, you know. So it makes sense that you would have a Chinese girl who looks Chinese, but she's French. She speaks French. She went to... In my situation, I notice that people are noticing. They're not necessarily passing negative judgment, but there is a pause to appraise the situation. They may weigh in different variables. How old is he and how old is she? What's their relative attractiveness? Does he look like he's got a lot of money? And then they make the judgment. It's a complicated process, but people take a shortcut and they just say, he's white, she's Asian. I know the story here. As a shortcut, the relationship I have with my wife is somehow tied to these other types of relationships of a guy looking for an exotic experience. Father's from England, my mom's from here, in Hong Kong actually, Happy Valley. I did a bit of growing up in Hong Kong, moved over here. Most of my childhood was spent in on Chung Chow and then um, New Zealand for a bit. Where did you go to school? Most of it in Hong Kong and then finished my high school last two years in New Zealand. There was one blog I read of his mom was Hong Kong uh, local and his dad was English, but he, he said in England he feels Chinese mm -hmm. and then in Hong Kong he feels English. I agree, because uh, I don't know what he looks like, but I think quite often it just goes back to the basics. It's what people see when they see you. So my software, I think it's mostly English, I guess. But the hardware is Chinese. So right. when I was in the UK, people most of the time just assumed you were Chinese or something. Right. But even in Hong Kong, you, you get that too. Like with expats, they, they just assume you're Chinese. Not because they're biased, it's just the way they're... It's a shocker. Right. But with the, with the Chinese, like even on Chung Chow, it's a bit more nuanced, I think, because they can see I'm not 100% Chinese. Right. Most of them can tell that I'm mixed and they'll tell me I'm mixed. And sometimes you get different treatment, I guess. Not treat, not in the bad sense of the word, but you get treated differently. Going to the UK would be just dealing with their local po population's perception of me. But in Hong Kong, I get it from the locals and the expats. It's quite interesting. I thought you'd be an interesting perspective because yeah. Joe is from England, right? Yeah. It's funny you say that because we, we do the same whenever we see a white girl or and a Chinese-looking guy. We go, whoa, they're just like us. That's pretty <laughs> right. cool. Yeah, exactly. go, That's amazing. Yeah, so it, for us, it's like double take as well. I guess 
maybe it's like most people who are not Chinese are normally on some sort of work arrangement. I don't know, you, you hear about ex- expat ladies not finding love in Hong Kong. You assume maybe local guys are the easy alternative, but that's just a very base kind of assumption to make, isn't it? Maybe some people assume that there's a bit of a, not gold digging, but people want security, right? And they look for it where they can find it, which in Hong Kong case, maybe local ladies would think, why don't I try go with a foreigner would, you know, right. take the bait. You do notice people noticing, mm-hmm. but it's not a negative judgment, right? No. I, I guess when you, when you see people looking, you just assume they've got a narrow point of view. You can either get annoyed by it, in which case do something about it, or just say, well, whatever, you know. Yeah, you're, not gonna, you're not going to steal my serenity. Yeah. <laughs> so it's late now, and time to call it a night. Before we go home, though, we take a look around. Yes, it's undeniable. Foreigners in suits, and an equal number of attractive Asian women. I guess we are tied to this somehow. I know myself I came to Hong Kong looking for an exotic experience. Luckily, out of it I found a meaningful relationship and made a life partner. Maybe some of the revelers we've seen tonight will too. (laughs) 